0: Welcome to campus here at Trade Show University. And before we get this episode started, I wanted to let you know I am giving away three hardcover copies of the best selling book, The Common Path to Uncommon Success by John Lee Dumas, who is the host of Entrepreneurs on Fire. I'm giving away three copies. If you'd like your copy, all you have to do is be on my email newsletter list. It's that simple. Go to tradeshowu.biz and write on the homepage. Drop your email address, and you are on the list, and you're in the drawing. will be happening at the end of this month, and be sure to share this with others. Hey, everybody. Welcome back here to our virtual campus at Trade Show University. Really excited to have you here with us today, and I have on a great guest today who is going to be talking all about podcasting and uh, one of my true loves with something that i've been doing for the past four plus years of hundreds of podcast episodes but we're going to be talking about why should you be considering a podcast strategy for your trade shows for your exhibit for you if you're a show planner for your shows how to go about doing that he's got a really really cool unique solution really happy on have on carrie green carrie welcome to trade show university a pleasure to have you on Thank you, Jim. It's a pleasure and an honor to be here with you. Oh, oh that is all mine, Carrie. Thank you so much. Why don't you give people a little bit of an introduction about yourself and your business?
1: Absolutely. Well, I kind of am a—I a, guess you would call a multipreneur. I have all kinds of ideas, uh, far too many for my own good. And two of those that have kind of coalesced into things that actually have been successful for us is number one was a podcast production company. It's called Podcast Fast Track, and we started back in 2015. Back when I think there were probably five or six companies that did what we do, and now there are hundreds, but it was a really good time to get into podcasting. We've worked with hundreds of clients over the years, producing their audio and their show notes and those kinds of things. But what I'm really excited about in this second company that I'm referring to is called The Mobile Podcast Studio, and it is an opportunity for us to bring our recording equipment, our studio booth, uh, all kinds of great little knickknacks that go along with it. To record podcast audio on site at events, conferences, trade shows, that kind of thing, for the participants, for the organizer. I mean, there's all kinds of use cases, and so both of those are are a lot of fun. I love podcasting. I think audio is great. Uh, it's a wonderful medium to to educate yourself and to be entertained by. And I, I'm just in it. I think it's a great a great thing to be doing. Ah, well
0: you're you're preaching to the, to the choir as far as I'm concerned <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for me because I'm I'm a huge proponent of podcasting I, like you said I think it's a great way to educate your audience it could be a great way to brand your company as well yeah. as as positioning you as the as the expert in the industry and whatever topic that is for you but yeah. we're talking when we're talking about trade shows we're talking about podcasting at a trade show why would an event organizer or a trade show? operator or or even an exhibitor, why would they want to consider having a trade show on site as part of their strategy? Well, I mean, a a podcast on site, not a trade show
1: on site. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
0: I hope they have a trade show
1: on site. Yeah, Yeah. that that would be a little bit of a problem. Uh, I think there's a couple of different things that could be done with a podcasting strategy on site to increase attendee engagement and word of mouth. Uh, First off, I've seen event organizers have a pre-event set of recordings that they're dripping out through their normal podcast feed that are both promoting the episode, giving discounts, giving insider information about, you know, go here at this time and receive this perk, you know, those kinds of things kind of gamifies the the event by doing these kind of promos ahead of time. And over the years, that podcast feed becomes a thing that those attendees are looking for every year because they know they're going to get some special swag or whatever out of it. Uh, Another that I've seen people do, is having during the event recordings going on. You can do this either through an on-site studio, like I've described, or you can also have like a roaming uh, man on the floor, so to speak, uh, with a microphone and a portable recorder who's doing recordings of the people at the event and the vendors and things like that. And those can be edited overnight, dropped into that same event podcast feed each morning and event attendees wake up to a new episode that highlights the previous day's content and gives a preview of what's coming the next day. Maybe some more uh, perks and swag and stuff like that made offers in in that feed. And then there's also just the plain old have the booth on site so that uh, you can use it, your attendees can use it. Uh, it could be an extra stickiness factor for your event so that people are talking about the event after it's all over because of this cool mobile booth studio that was there.
0: Wow. So for the, for the event organizer, the, the show planner, they... They really have a lot of options available to them, or a lot of benefits, uh, and can use it multiple different ways, right? Oh, that yeah. Is, uh, oh yeah. That is that's just uh, really really cool. I've seen I've seen it done a few different ways, uh, but to how you how you laid it out there, there's a lot of options, a lot of different uh, possibilities for the event organizers. Just fantastic. Is there any specific? niche, any specific industry that you think it might work better
1: for than others? You know, I don't think the topic really is the issue. I think it has to do with uh, if you think there's a high ratio of your attendees who are podcasters, for example, if you're doing a real estate investment event and you look at Apple iTunes, man, there's a real estate investing podcast coming out your ears. So you know a high probability of, of those attendees are going to be podcasters themselves. You could have a booth on site to allow them to use, to make recordings with people that they meet at the event, uh, different things like that. And you could even charge an, an upgraded registration fee for people who want to schedule a time in the booth to make sure that they have uh, opportunity to set up their recordings. Um, event organizers often will record their own sessions in that booth while all of the uh, expert attendees for their industry are there at the event so that they then, as you mentioned before, have that brand recognition as the leading voice in their industry because they have all these connections with the experts who are at their event. So that's just two use cases that I see. And I think irrelevant of topic, Uh, there's all kinds of opportunities to use a mobile studio like this.
0: I like how you brought up the the individual podcasters who already are talking to that audience who's going to be there at the show like you said real estate investors there's all these real estate investor uh, podcasts maybe they weren't planning on being at the show but maybe you've given them an idea to maybe reach out to the show planner and say hey I bring me on site I will be your man on the uh, man on the show floor doing some interviews Uh, And so it's not just someone coming in cold and trying to do something, but you actually bring in a a professional podcaster who's used to this, who is used to interviewing people on the fly. Uh, I think that's just a fantastic idea. And it really gives the show a lot of opportunities from a marketing standpoint to, like uh, you had mentioned earlier, creating those uh, episodes before the show, what's going to be coming up, giving people some teasers about what, uh, what, who the keynote's going to be, what sessions are going to be held. Uh, maybe some of the key, uh, key companies, uh, you can give them a, a spot, a shout out. If they're one of the key sponsors, give them a shout out uh, right there uh, ahead of the show to get people excited about visiting their booth, <clears throat> whatever it is that, uh, that they want to say about, about the, the show. So a lot of, a lot of op- opportunities there. Do you have any specific case studies that you could share of, of, of what's worked
1: well in the past? Yeah. The most successful one that we've seen so far is a client whose company produces all kinds of different events throughout the year. The one that we were able to attend was for the renewable energy space. And so they had all kinds of industry experts there, both as speakers and as participants in the event. And they, the the event organizer, scheduled a lot of recordings with these various people before the event even began. And so when we set up the podcast studio and we went into the booth to start recording, we had seven to eight to 10 recordings every day that were being done. And so this event organizer, in an effort to become the voice of their industry, suddenly has 15 to 30 recordings in one weekend that they're able to drip out over over the course of the next year. And so they were able to maximize their their organization and efforts in creating the event to actually get content for their their content marketing machine at the same time. And it worked tremendously well. They had uh, just a wonderful set of interviews. They had uh, great organization on their end to make it all flow well. And we had our people there in the booth to get their professional recordings for them. So it was a win-win all the way around. Well, talk about efficiency.
0: (laughs) That's amazing to be able to get that many interviews done in a very, very short period of time. All that, as I tell my clients and I tell people on this podcast all the time, that's the power of trade shows is that you are compressing uh, into the course of a couple of days huge huge opportunities that you can take advantage of, whether that is through networking, through getting with your your target audience or creating multiple uh, with or without a podcast, you can create a ton of social media posts right from the show and uh, but be able to have those kind of recordings that would normally take you know that could that would take weeks to pull together you could do in the course of, of a couple of days. What kind of uh, staffing? would be necessary to pull something like that off.
1: Yeah, well, the event that I just described to you, the only people that the organizer provided was the host of the podcast or the one doing the interviewing. Well, in the case of that event that I described, they had the podcast host or the one who was doing the interviewing there in the booth. And she remained actually at the table all of the time, uh, organizing her notes and, and getting ready for the next guest who was coming in. And they also had what they called a studio host, who was there at the door of the podcast studio, inviting uh, the guests into the space, helping them get seated, giving them a bottle of water, that sort of thing. And that worked really, really well. And of course, you don't have to do that. If you buffer enough time between interviews, the the interviewer could take the time to do that. So besides those two that the event organizer provided, there was just our personnel who was a one-man show running the equipment, doing the sound checks, that sort of thing and capturing the audio and all of that. Wow.
0: Minimal, minimal staffing uh, Yeah, that very minimal. is required, but what you can get from it is just outstanding. Is there uh do you provide an option for video capturing this on video? Obviously that's something that can be done, but I know if that is yeah. something that your, your
1: company did as well. Yeah, that is a great question. And it's kind of interesting that you ask that of all people, Jim, because the person who interviewed, who introduced you and I, his name is Bill, he runs a video production company and he was actually at the event that I'm describing and we hit it off really well. And we kind of made an informal agreement that if anyone comes to us wanting video with their podcast studio setup, uh, I would contact him. We would contract him to come do this stuff and he does great work. So I'm very confident we could, we could set up a, a, a use case for video and for the audio.
0: Yeah. Bill, Bill Barona, Flex Media. Yeah. He is, I, I have no problem giving him a shout out. He does tremendous work. His company has has put out uh, videos from documentaries, full-length documentaries, uh, but most of their work is with smaller businesses doing doing commercials, doing videos, things like that. They're phenomenal work. He's been a guest on on uh, Trade Show University twice in the past and just uh, has, has a wealth of, of great information on how to use video for uh, – for uh, trade shows, and I will definitely I'll have to drop a couple of those links to those uh, those episodes here in the show notes today. Uh, so yeah, so that's that's fantastic. You're at a live event though. Those everyone anyone who knows about trade shows, they're noisy. How do you deal with that? Is that an issue?
1: Well, there's a couple of ways you could go about it. You could have a soundproof booth that you could have everybody come into for the recordings. We decided not to go that route simply because after a while, it starts to feel very claustrophobic, especially for that interviewer who is in that booth all day long doing recordings. And so what we opted for instead is a a studio setup that has windows you can see through to see what's going on inside, but it also has no roof on it. And we were kind of curious how that was really going to work. On one hand, we thought the ambiance of hearing noise in the room would actually add to the experience if the listeners knew from the beginning It was an on-site recording, but what we discovered was, was very interesting. One of the sessions that we recorded was accidentally recorded at the same time. They had recorded a happy hour in that room. Oh, and so on the other side of the room, everybody's having their drinks and getting to know each other. And it was getting louder and louder and louder. And we were quite concerned that we may not be able to use that audio at all. But thankfully, there are some audio uh, software programs out there that, believe it or not, took every bit of that background noise out. Sounds like we were in a pristine studio somewhere doing our recording. And it turned out to be one of the best sessions ever because the content was so good. So I'm not real concerned about the noise levels from that experience. It's just made a believer out of me.
0: That's, that's fantastic. Yeah, technology has come so far uh, in, uh, like you said, the noise filtering and just increasing our capabilities to make what uh, in the past, you know, you go back, 15, 20 years, to have the equipment to be able to do that would have cost us a fortune. Yeah. But uh, thanks thanks to uh, today's technology is has uh, allowed us to do this for much less. Speaking of affordability, is this an option that is, it can be expensive or what kind of budgets uh, would a show promoter or even an exhibitor,
1: if they wanted to do something like this, what kind of budget would they be looking at? Yeah, well, it's going to be depend on the length of the event. The event how many recordings they want to do uh, we have uh, a couple of different options in terms of setup we can bring the entire recording studio if they want that that look and the mirrors and the light that says recording and all of that stuff if they want that whole feel we can bring all of that that all is going to cost a little more we also have an option where just like a vendor would normally be in a booth we can just come and set up at a table with the equipment and do the recording right there if they would opt for an option like that which is going to be a less expensive option so I would say, you know, anywhere from $5,000 to $15,000, depending on length of the event, uh, how many staff they want. We, we can even provide, for example, the person in the booth running the equipment, the man on the street or man on the floor out there walking around and doing it. I mean, There's all kinds of options we could do on this. So uh, just depending on what the organizer wants, we can make it fairly affordable for most events. Yeah, sounds like it. sounds like that's, that's a fantastic option for
0: a lot of shows and something that uh, hopefully that more are thinking about and using that podcasting to, to increase their marketing. This has been fantastic. Any, any last minute tips or things you want people to take away from today's interview?
1: Well, I think for event organizers, I would encourage everyone to consider, at least consider, leveraging the portability and accessibility of audio to enhance your attendee experience. I feel like the stickiness of events for me anyway, is what gets me to come back to an event. And and by stickiness, I mean, things there that were memorable, things that made it unique, things that made it uh, an experience I would want to repeat. And so if a podcast studio was there and I'm a podcaster and can use that studio, man, that's going to be a big draw for me. So, so think about that. How can you insert audio into your event? And then finally, Find creative ways to get your event attendees talking about your event. Uh, a podcast studio might be that. It could be other things. I'm sure there's all kinds of creative ideas out there in the industry. So those are my my tips. Uh, I think audio is a great medium through which to both build that brand recognition and expertise, authority content, and through which to draw people to your event. Outstanding. Uh, I, I like how you brought it right at the beginning. Being
0: able to use audio before the event get people excited about it, and then it could live on long after the event as well to relive and and for people to learn. Maybe they missed a session, and you can interview some uh, you can interview uh, some keynote speakers and things like that to uh, to relive some magic from from that show.
1: Yeah, uh, absolutely. It, and, and clarify something on that point. Now that you brought it up again, is it may sound like well, I don't have a podcast to get one started before the event. That's kind of a heavy lift. Well, think about this. Most events or or organization uh, around an event includes an app of some sort that attendees use. Many apps have a podcasting functionality already built in. So the audio just needs to produce and it can be put right into that feed. So everybody's going to naturally have that if they have an app. That's a fantastic
0: point. Fantastic point. Another thing, uh, going back to affordability, you you mentioned earlier is maybe making this an upcharge if you want to make that booth available. So maybe as a show promoter, maybe they're doing some of their own podcasting, but then they have some hours blocked out where they make it available. This could pay for itself.
1: Oh yeah, and you can also have sponsorships for the booth. So at the top of the booth, have a sign sponsored by XYZ Company and you can have three or four or five of those on the booth. And pay for the booth very easily with sponsorships.
0: Well, I'm sure you got some people's ears perked up right there. Just to think, not only could this pay for itself, it's a great value add. It creates great content for us, it creates great content for our attendees, our sponsors, our exhibitors, and it's something that could maybe even bring in a little bit of profit uh, on oh, yeah. at, at the back end as well. Fantastic. So if people wanted to learn more about
1: you, about the, the Portable Podcast Studio, what is the best way for them to do that? Yeah, the best way is just go straight to our website. It's themobilepodcaststudio.com. Don't forget the the in the front. There is another website out there, Mobile Podcast Studio, which actually has a blank parked page on it. So you oh. wouldn't even find anything. So it's themobilepodcaststudio.com. Awesome. So get over there. I'll
0: make sure I put the correct link into the uh, the show notes or uh, scroll down in the description here and, uh, and go over there and check that out. Uh, hopefully you've got your, your wheels spinning on what podcasting can do at your event. And then reach out to Carrie and the team there. They do a phenomenal job of doing that. And, and Carrie, thank you so much for coming on, for sharing some of your wisdom and for uh, really bringing some, some new ideas to hopefully exhibitors, sponsors, and most importantly, show organizers.
1: Yeah, thank you, Jim. I appreciate your time and, and just wish
0: the best to your audience. My pleasure to have you on. And everyone, continue to come back and keep learning, keep getting new ideas on how to make your events better right here on our virtual campus at Trade Show University. We'll see you next time.